Hi friends, June is Pride Month and I hope you all are getting out and celebrating it to the fullest. If you do go out to Pride events though, please stay alert and stay safe. Anti-LGBT groups have promised to be very active again this year. At the same time, we've seen a rise in online attacks like doxing and swatting. I know there's a ton of my personal data out there and I'm constantly worried about someone tracking me down. That's why I'm so glad to be working with Delete Me. They monitor the web for your information and do all the legwork to get it removed. Websites and information brokers are always gathering, buying, and selling your information, making it a problem you have to work on constantly. To actually get your data removed, you have to contact these sites individually. It takes a ton of time and effort, that's why the service from Delete Me is so valuable. They monitor the web for your info, directly contact the sites to get your data removed, then provide a record to you each month in a snazzy dashboard. Members of the Transverse family get a 20% discount by going to joindeleteme.com slash the transverse and entering the code transverse at checkout. Stay safe out there this month and rest assured knowing Delete Me is keeping you safer online. From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about self-acceptance and discovery. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show, we talk about navigating the non-binary experience and family challenges with Rye. Welcome to the show, Rye. Hey, thank you. I keep wanting to call you Triv because that's what we've called you, you, in, the, you in the... I go by both. Okay. Like, it's very funny to me, like my online friends where I'm like, oh, you can call me Rye, but like I understand that it's like an in-person friend name. And then I also do the thing where all of my oldest friends, I'm like, uh, at, then like at work, I go by cat. Um, <laughs> and like when they call me Rye, I feel like I like give them like a look, but then I've also asked them to call me that. Uh, where I'm, I'm, <laughs> Sometimes uh, a fun part of transition is the transition. <laughs> yeah. And trying out different stuff. And that's what that's what's great about it. Um, I wanted to set the record straight just from the beginning and make sure that we have your identity correct. I know you, um, I've seen some conversations you've been in where you've corrected some people about things about being non-binary. And so I wanted to start out with how you identify and what your pronouns are. Uh, yeah, thank you for asking. I love, that's like my favorite part of the date is when you like get past pronouns and you say like, hey, what's your, what's your gender? Um, <laughs> My pronouns are they, them, uh, and I'm a non-binary trans mask person, um, so I'm, like, masculinizing. Uh, I'm on hormones. Um, you don't have to be on hormones or anything to be masculinizing, but, like, that's, that's my game. That's what I'm doing mm -hmm. with it. But I'm also still non-binary, where, like, I don't identify as a man, and, like, I'm sp pretty specifically not a woman. Mm -hmm. um, and identity is also complex. And fun, because I also identify really strongly as, like, a dyke, specifically, and, like, a butch lesbian in that way, in this very strong, like, working class uh, manner, where it's, like, that's one of my favorite things about being non-binary, is, is to be, it's, like, the, the joke that I keep making is, like, I keep, like, looking in the mirror, or, like, saying something out loud to myself, or hearing my voice, and then be like, damn, really just ended up as a he-him lesbian, huh? Really just ended up over here, where it's, like not where I ever expected to be and not how I identify all the time, but it's, like, one of the easier summations of, like, or easier simplifications of my identity, I think, mm -hmm. where it's, like, same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that's something that is is troubling for non-binary people in general, 
we have a tough time as trans people kind of describing and sometimes more justifying our identities to people. And I feel like it's it's worse for non-binary people because it's a harder concept, you know, at least for, you know, a trans woman, I'm still binary. And so it's still within the grasp of a lot of people. Do you find that? Does it get to be really, it's kind of taxing and challenging sometimes to have conversations with people because of the explanation you have to give them? Yeah, with uh, cis people specifically, like I think that a lot of trans people, especially like, I'm in Chicago where I'm like in very li uh, liberal town, uh, liberal circles. Um, I think like non-binary is a pretty familiar concept here. Um, but then like, like among trans people uh, and then like the cis people I interact with is pretty specifically at work um, where like I don't really have cis friends or like I have very few of them mm -hmm. um, and yeah it's like I think the everyone everyone that I meet is very willing to accept trans people and they're ready to uh support trans people uh and they do not yet want to deconstruct gender in their head where it's like I think it's really nice uh People, a lot of people want me to be a binary trans person. Um, a lot of people think that I am a trans woman, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> that's more specifically on Grinder, but it happens. Um, yeah, I think uh, our society is very... Like, gender is one of the most ingrained things in our society. Yeah. Um, and there's, like lots of danger in being a binary trans person um where it's like i think that i have a lot less uh there there like aren't situations where i'm going to be outed in the same way but there's also like very rare that there are situations where i like am going to walk outside and be gendered correctly like, mm -hmm. I, I very rarely expect that, um, which means that I'm, like, constantly getting misgendered, but also it's, like, when I walk down the street, I'm assumed to be a cis person, um, hmm. and be a cis woman, uh, and, that, like, that has its own, like, advantage and disadvantage in life, where, mm -hmm. like, I think a trans person has, like, a much different set of anxieties around, like, this concept of passing or, like, being cis-assumed, um, uh, which is, like, assumed to be in the majority and assumed to be in the safety net. Um, and also, like, the dangers of, like, getting outed, potentially, yeah. Yeah. How did you choose your name? I named myself Rye because I have a Polish last name, um, and it's, like, a very traditional grain, like, classic rye bread it's like it's this thing that is hearty it's it's a flower it's a plant um it is this like feminine thing but it's also like uh a grass where mm -hmm. it's like not at all a flower it flowers but it's not flower it grows in like these really beautiful like almost like clonal patches and it like nods in the wind all the time and it's like the same like very like dirty blonde brown kind of thing what i say is that like it may droop but it's always reaching for the sun i think it can be found everywhere and it has a meaning to so many people which is how i end up presenting when did you first realize 
your identity? I think I, right now I am 26, but I think I was probably 23, um, where I'm like, I'm technically very young uh, in trans, trans terms. I had known non-binary people before, like when I was in high school and stuff. I had some frenemies that were non-binary, um, which was probably me projecting uh, pretty early on. And I was always just like, yeah, whatever, that's, that's that their own thing like no one feels like a woman whatever um and it wasn't until I was like 23 I started dating my first girlfriend who was a trans woman when I was like 12 I met a girl named Kayla uh I was okay I was like probably 13 she was 14 and she dressed boy and she used the men's bathroom and she bummed a cigarette from a guy at the train station even though we we're like I like consciously had the thought like we're children like what is what like still like very much just like we are too young for that like what are you doing and it was just like this thing where it was like I, I met my first like butch person and I was like oh and like I think I spent the next 10 years waiting for like a butch lesbian to sweep me away because I didn't realize that I had any sort of autonomy in that decision. I kept just like lo- looking at gay people and being like, I'm gay, like I'm bi, but like I, like heteronormativity is like quite literally the norm in our society. And when you have uh, lots of identity forming issues growing up and things, you tend to just kind of go with the flow. And the flow tends to be, like, when a boy asks you out, you say, like, oh, okay. And then you date that boy until you, the next boy asks you out. And you do that until you, like, graduate college and are working in a coffee shop. And, like, a really pretty girl asks for your Instagram. And then, yeah, so I, like, came out as everything pretty much in the same three months where I, like, I had on being bi at that point where I was just, like, Oh my god, I have only dated men at this point. I have to stop saying that I'm bi. It's getting embarrassing. It's getting like appropriative. Like I don't know what I'm saying. Like like I don't even know like do I like girls? Like do I like myself? Like what are people? Like very much just like anytime I had to think about identity, I'm just like phase out. Like I think that's like the biggest thing about being cis for me was that I was just like almost in a constant state of dissociation that yeah. I didn't realize so disconnected with my body and my emotions and everything was just like I guess this feels good and this is what people do and this is how everyone feels uh and it's not like I was having a bad time but I was just like definitely not having any sort of active choice in anything related to my identity in high school I had my best friend was non-binary and she at this point is no longer non-binary but like at the po- at the time, it was like, yeah, she's not binary. She, I talk to her all the time about how depressed she is. Like, she uses they them pronouns. Yeah, I don't really get it. She tells me like she doesn't like feel like a woman. But I was always like, yeah, no one feels like a woman. Like whatever, we do just like fucking respect it because I need that to happen. Like like I'm sick of seeing my friend get hurt. And it was like this thing where I I like I think it's really funny that I was exposed to non-binary people for a long time before I, like, actually evaluated my own gender. Or, like, I probably evaluated my own gender in a lot of different ways. Um, And, like, 
still wasn't ready to make like the active choice in my identity and like come out and like live as a trans person or queer person. Well, I think that that's such an important point in trying to understand who we are and put together identity. You know, we just have things that are that are purely our perspective and we assume since we're going along with everybody else that everybody else must think the same way that we do. And like you said a couple times you just thought nobody felt like a woman. Yeah, some people do, and I obviously don't. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, oh, very, very fun for me. It's very easy to internalize a lot of the things that society tells us. Where like we live in a very strictly gendered society, and gender mm -hmm. is one of our formative rules. Yeah. Um, and we are taught from a very early age that if you transgress those rules, you are bad, uh, mm -hmm. and bad things happen to you. Um, and for so me specifically. It was like a lot of, no, no, like the way I feel isn't serious enough to be trans, mm -hmm. uh, where it's a lot of that, like, uh, like true scum, like you need, you need to have dysphoria stuff. I didn't realize that I was dysphoric until I transitioned and got to a place of comfort in my identity and like within my own emotions that I was able to reflect and realize what dysphoria was where yeah. it was like there was no chance of me being dysphoric as a cis person because i was so dissociated all the time where it's like i think that's like a fun it's like that's the trap where you're like i'm trans now so now i have all these more complicated emotions like now i'm like does being trans make you dysphoric it's like yes and no it's like you were always dysphoric now you actually can name that emotion i really liked what you said about starting your transition and the the belief that it will solve all your problems you know if, if you're suffering from dysphoria you transition and it solves the problems and i loved how you 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 called it the leap because it doesn't solve your problems that's the work we talked about that in like the pre-interview with like how we got to is it harder for me to like talk to cis people trans people like whatever and I said that like trans people are just more adjusted like in this way that trans people have always had to do at least some level of self-reflection and have had to take that leap or like this is gender is one of the strictest things in our society and it is really really hard to undo that um like even in the smallest ways mm -hmm. um and like to make an active choice in your identity that is that like distant from what everyone around you believes at all times uh is like really really big and it like i think it makes trans people have a certain level of empathy um and a certain level of understanding of like what it takes to have an active part in your identity and an active part in changing yourself and the world around you or like i meet a lot of people that are very complacent in their depression very complacent in the way that the world is and like i think a lot of trans people become activists because like the very basis of trans identity is like this transness is this crossing this action mm -hmm. yeah it's a big thing that, that defines us and i love that you said like you said that because of the level of self-acceptance we we have to come to because of the fact that we have to fight our own homophobia and transphobia which is a real thing even among us because you know we've spent so, so much of our lives going along with the societal norms that 
you know, once you fight those things, break down some of those walls within yourself, it's become so much easier to understand and accept other people and their identities and the like. So, you know, with, with that very strong perspective on the binary norm and what you're supposed to do and going along with that, was it a struggle for you then to realize, okay, I'm non-binary and I'm going to break out of that? Was there a, a period of like coming to adjust to that idea or did you take to it pretty quickly? Uh, there was absolutely a period when it was like when I first started dating my girlfriend, it was like very quickly we both realized that I was also trans. And it was like this joke where I was like, I just came out as a lesbian. Like, please, like, let that settle. Like, let, like, let, please let it settle. Like, obviously I'm trans. Like, we don't. And like, I did, I did she, they for a while. Um, and like, for a while I was still like really, really feminine. Um, where it was like, I think it was like the, the, the first like active step in my identity that like got me the date with the pretty girl was like, I cut, I got myself bangs, even though I have curly hair, which was like a thing that my family always was like, it will, it don't do it. It won't look good. And like hairdressers would be like, I won't do it. It won't look good. Um, and I like cut them myself finally. Um, uh, but it was like one of those first things where I just like took action in my look, but it was like, yeah, forever. I was like really, really feminine. I did full face makeup every day. Um, and I think that it's funny because it's like I didn't have a hard time accepting other trans people, but I had a hard time accepting myself as a trans person mm -hmm. where I was like, yeah, like you don't have to like trans, like you don't have to be on hormones to like be trans. Like you can be use she ex like exclusively and be non-binary. Like I was very like protective of pe people that like appeared feminine and identified strictly as non-binary and as trans but then it was like as myself i was like mm, but my stuff isn't serious enough like i'm i don't want to i don't want to encroach on that thing i don't want to take up that space that i'm is like special for these people that have this real thing mm -hmm. and I, i'm over here and i haven't been doing that so i'm not that that's yeah that's a big thing that i've had to overcome and i'm still working on like really actively is like you don't have to have been doing like the second you start something you are that thing yeah, you, you have to, um, you're trying to accept yourself and find where you fit in. And you, you can't, it's so hard to feel like you fit in in the trans community because yeah, there are so many people that you can look at, at from the outside and go, oh, your struggle is so real and you're going through so many things. That's not my experience. And so I am such a poser. I do not belong here. I get the, I get the imposter syndrome. I get the being a poser thing all the time. I think like the way I grew up, I have two older sisters. Um, and they were very much was like, no, horses is my thing. Reading is my thing. Art is my thing. You have to do something else. And I think I, I it like ingrained that in me, uh -huh. like to the point that I'm still just like, oh, sorry. Like, are you, is, is being trans your thing? Like I'll step off. Uh, it's, it's so much of that active identity stuff of like being like, no, like part of, part of being trans is this community and like, a lot of transness is gatekeeping, especially like I I grew up in the in the Tumblr discourse era. Mm -hmm. A big a big fun time for the internet. I was like I jumped straight from like Rar XD, my chemical romance emo to like Tumblr stuff where I'm just like, oh, 
can't believe it was really raised by the internet where it's like my parents really tried but like i see i see how no matter what they did some things would have been messed up about me sorry um but it was it was like a time on the internet that was very much about uh creating micro identities and gatekeeping and like labeling in these ways and very much about like tag every artist like tag every like content warning like mark every possible thing uh to the point that it was like i think that i had so many things reinforced to me that it was just like no 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 like it's better to not it's better to not than risk offending anyone and and yeah it, it took a lot of work for me to get to a point where i was like able to just live so then what was coming out for you like did you have to come out in like a, a in any kind of strong or formal way or was it just sort of a a gradual shift i always come out uh in like the least close circle first mm-hmm. where it's like oh i feel like not just i do this lots of people do it this way where you like i always come out to like strangers on the internet where i'm like i start changing like my twitter name or something and then I realized that I started, I started going by this thing. And then I changed, like, I'll change, like, my name on Facebook or something. And I realized that, like, oh, my partner and stuff, people call me this. And, like, all the new people I meet call me this. And then it gets to this awkward point where every new person I meet, like, I, it's, like, a very split thing where I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, half the people in my life know me as this and half the people know me as this. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be in an event where they have to meet each other and then I like end up being like hey friend group like it's not a big deal because it's like this thing where like Leslie Feinberg says like it's not I don't care what pronouns you use for me as long as you say them with respect uh and for me like names and stuff and identity is like that where like with like my closest friends I feel like I always tell them all of my like gender and names and pronoun stuff last because I'm just like yeah I don't really care what, I, what they call me because I like know that they know me um like they can call me whatever they want like just like invite me to movie night still like Mm -hmm. you know yeah i like i like i do this funny thing where i'm like fully out but then i'll like explore other parts of my identity where i'll be like like rise a really new name for me and it's like still really weird for when like my high school friends call me that where like i got i got very cagey once because i was like I, like, told my friends that I was using this other name, and I was, like, one of them used it without permission, and then it was, like, okay, so then they all were, like, more careful and called me Cat, and then I was, like, hmm, no one is calling me my new name, like, I definitely just got very, like, weird about it, where sometimes you get very protective of your identity, and you don't want to share it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of being trans, too, where sometimes you become so foreign to be seen that it's, like, whoa, my oldest friends are, like, the ones that I'm closest with, and they, like, don't get those updates, uh, and it's because I feel closest to them, where I'm, like, oh, like, that's just, like, the label or whatever, like, it doesn't affect our relationship, but then, like, I think around my family is, like, where it becomes more, like, it's, like, hard to be around this and, like, not be this, Mm -hmm. so, and it's, like, the thing where I'm, I'm out to my family, I think it's like I am accepted as a trans person, but I am less accepted as just like a millennial child punk. <laughs> what was the, the situation with your family like in coming out? Did you have any struggles with acceptance there? Um, 
Yes and no. Where it's like it's like the thing where I'm like I'm in Chicago, um, but also my family is my parents are baby boomers, like full on baby boomers, um, and so they have very much of this like older generation mentality on a lot of things. And like I had to came, come out to my mom like a few different times, and my mom is the most dramatic woman in the whole world, which I say with like a ton of love and respect. Um, but like the first time I came out to my mom as a lesbian, I at this point already had shaved the sides of my hair into a mullet and I just wore a baseball hat around my family to cover up the fact that I had a mullet. <laughs> and like, that, like, it was like it was closeted in this way where I was just like, I, I feel like my family will be supportive. Like they're not gonna be not supportive. But it's like I have I have the kind of mom that's like she she's critical out of love where it's very much a protective bullying thing where it's like hmm. oh are you wearing your hair like that kind of mom it's a type yeah. um and it's just like the the thing of like this is a conversation i don't know if i'm ready to have where i tend to be very anxious about these conversations uh especially with my parents and like my relationship with my mom growing up was always like i never told her who i was dating she just she just knew like she was my mom and she was like we were living in the same house she knew me enough to be like oh so like you seem to have shifted all of your focus to like maybe this one person is and then eventually she'd say like is this person your boyfriend and i would be like yeah and she'd be like okay and like we'd move on from there and like i did the same thing with uh all of my identity stuff where on her birthday uh we're we're at a bar um and like i think it was like this thing where someone else in the bar did something it was my cousin's friends were there with their kids they were like, there was like a three-year-old running around, like drawing on the menus and stuff. And I was like, here, here's like my notebook from my bag. Like, here, let's color. Like, I was kind of like, all right, kid. Like, I guess, I guess it's you and me. Like, I don't know what else you're, you're otherwise you're like kind of on your own. And that doesn't seem like it's cool. <laughs> um, and it's like, this- inappropriate here, but um, we're going to go with it and I'm going to help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, I feel like you shouldn't draw on the menus. Or I'm like, I'm not going to tell your parents to be like, hey, like parent, parent kids. Uh, so I was just like, cool, I'm, I'm the babysitter now, like whatever. And it was like this thing where they're like, oh, yeah, totally. You should like, you should come babysit for us. Like, we do need a backup sitter. Um, and then they said, yeah, and like, we totally, it would be great to like expose our kids to that diversity. And I, like, rose for a second and looked to the side. I was, like, really interesting of, of, of this person to say diversity when I'm just a girl wearing a baseball hat. Uh, <laughs> where it was, like, this thing where I was, like, oh, no, that person clocked me. And that person assumed that I was, like, out. Because I obviously was to anyone that, like, was, like, looking for it. But your parents don't look for it in that way. And then, like, later that night, my mom was like, are you, are you a lesbian? And I was like, yes, but this is not the time to talk about it. And then, on Christmas morning, it was the first Christmas that everyone in my family had moved out of our house. 
Uh, and it was a big deal that it was like, I'm going to be a big change. And I'm late to everything consistently. Uh, I, and so it was a big deal that I might be late to Christmas. And so like to make everyone happy, I was like, after I feed the cat in the morning, I'll just get up and go straight to the house and I'll like sleep on the couch at like seven in the morning until everyone else gets up, like whatever. Like I'll, I'll like come here for like breakfast for sure. It will be fine. And I was just like on my phone scrolling through like trans lesbian memes where I was like, at this point I knew I was like non-binary a little bit, but I was like not really loud about it yet. Um, and my mom came downstairs and we were like sipping coffee. And then she looked at me and said, honey, all I want for Christmas is the truth. And that sent me back through my body to like being like a 17 year old where I like, I like felt myself go through the list of lies that you keep when you're a teenager where you're like, uh, yeah, I did my homework. Like, da, 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 da. and I was like, they, they know that I'm gay. They know that I smoke weed. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this could be. Like, they got me. Like, I got no secrets right now. And I was just like, okay. And she then she looked at me and, went, are you a lesbian? And I went, what? Yes, mom. We did this already. With, like, my voice cracking that much. <laughs> uh, and she said, yeah, but you didn't tell me about it. And it was just that she wanted, she wanted to hear the story about it. She was like, well, did, like, everything make sense? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, well, okay. And she was like, it was just, like, the thing where she, like, really needed me to have a coming out story that was, like, the fireworks and the stars and, like, the, the planets aligned and, like, my whole life made sense because I'm a lesbian and it was like, oh, that came later when I was trans, but like, whatever. Uh, and it was like, similar thing when I came out as non-binary. Um, at, at this point, it was like, everyone I date is trans. All of my friends are trans. My mom finally says, are you trans? And I say, I said, yeah, I'm non-binary. Uh, and then she looked at me and said, so you think you're a boy? And I said, what? No, I don't. And I know you know better than that. Hmm. Uh, where like the last Christmas I got her a book on like trans stuff and I saw her reading it where I was like, I, like, I know you know this stuff and you like, it, you are like pro trans people when it's, like, not your kid, but you're, like, having, like, an emotional moment right now. And I was, like, literally, like, you can still call me my birth name. I'm still, like, happy daughter. Like, I still consider myself, like, a lesbian in these contexts where, like, I have a relationship to, like, womanhood and femininity. It's just, like, not the normal one. Um, where I'm, like, literally, like, nothing changed. Uh, and, like, she started crying. And then I went, hey, buddy, it's okay. Where I was like, I handled it very poorly in retrospect, where I was very just like, whoa! Because I was like, hey, like, this is really normal for me. And you having this reaction is not normal. Honestly, right now, my relationship with my parents isn't as close as I would like it to be. Uh, and it weighs on me, because my parents are boomers, and they're getting older. Um, and, like, I would really like for things in my relationship to be really easy 
a lot of that is beyond just me being trans, where it's like, I think first, there's a lot of work that has to be done in my relationship with my parents on like both ends of like, me taking a more active role in that relationship, and them also respecting me more as an adult and not as the, a child, because like, I am the youngest child in my family, and I'm very much seen as the baby. Yeah. And yeah, like that's the hard thing about being accepted like about anything by your parents, like whether it's like being trans or gay or like just like what sports team you like is that it's like to them, like your parents raised you and they like created you, uh, like depending on who you are, <laughs> parents raised you. But like there are these people that have this like very specific close relationship with you and everything it becomes jarring and an identity crisis for them when you, they have to ask the question of like what does it mean if you're like this thing that i didn't know about like how could it be and like if i raised you this entirely other way where like i think being trans is like it's a it's an individual identity but like to the people closest to you uh it becomes a reactive identity and it like initially sparks a lot of internal questions for like the people you come out to, depending on your circles, of course. I think that this fear of, like, losing that closeness, and, like, I think one of the things that eases that is, like, when you can explain to the people that you are coming out to, like, hey, I'm, like, telling you this because I'm letting you into my life. Like, this is who I actually am. And if you want to know me, like, this is this is what it is. Like, um, because, like, for a long time, I was a person that I was like closer to my family but I was also a lot less close to myself and I was a lot less happy and like right now it's like yeah reconciling that middle ground did you have any areas in your life um you know work uh, other areas of family the community friends where there was a particular struggle with coming out work was really rough work work got into like the hate crime kind of realm oh wow um, Sorry, I live off a busy street. Um, it was a thing where everyone was very well-intentioned about it. Everyone was supportive, quote-unquote, and they mm. tried to use my pronouns, which means that every time it was addressed, I was called she, they, whereas cat, she, they. Um, and, like, I was very much seen as a woman. Um, I got misgendered for six months straight by an assistant manager um who like really it, it seemed like he was like almost intentionally dense and he like he wasn't he just like was that unable to reflect outside of his own experience um just like couldn't couldn't conceive of me not being a, a woman uh in ways that he made it clear in a lot of a lot of ways um and it destroyed me um it destroyed me over time to every day go in and be invalidated it does a lot when day in and day out the people that are telling you that they're supporting you to your face are also at every turn invalidating your identity and at every turn reinforcing a binary gender system because this assistant manager like messed up so bad um the nonprofit tried to correct in these ways which was a lot of me having to educate everyone where i had to do the work to first explain and prove that anything was offensive um and why 
Uh, and then I had to then repeat those trainings to other people. And I was called into HR meeting after HR meeting. I had to be doing this like from my phone and just like constantly doing like, like paperwork stuff that is in no way part of my job. Um, and like had people trying coming up to me in like the last five minutes of my day while I'm like sharpening a chainsaw, like asking me like, well, what can we do better? How, like, I'm sorry we misgendered you, but what can we do? Uh, and it's like, the answer for so long was like, use my fucking pronouns. Just stop misgendering me. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many months you can say you're, you're still trying and you're still learning. Where I'm like, at what point do you have to accept you're incompetent? Yeah. Uh, and like for trans people in, in your workplace, it's about one to two months. It's generally accepted the point where it becomes, uh, beyond that, it becomes an intentional microaggression. Yeah. That it, like, you, you should, can and should like report to HR or like a lawyer. I got uh, a hard text recently that was like, my parents asking me, like, why aren't we in your life? And it was like, there's a lot to unpack there. Like, for one, like, this is not a conversation that should be had over text. And, like, the fact that it's, like, even being approached this way says that it's, like, this isn't, like, we aren't ready to have this conversation based on, like, the boundaries that I've established as an adult. Yeah. And, like, what I would accept as, like, a reasonable opening of a conversation from anyone. When you uh, came out, you know, either during that period or after, did you find it important to seek out a community? And what was the experience, if so, in trying to find a, a new community to belong to that understood your identity and, and that you, you know, were of a similar mindset? Um, I absolutely did. I think it was interesting because I always was like, associated with a uh, like queer community where it was always like all my friends are gay and like I look up to only gay people for some reason uh and things like that where it was like a lot a lot of the people that I met I met through Twitter and were like already gay and trans um I mean like I think that I was like pretty readily accepted into that community and I didn't accept myself but like I think that being a a young, young trans person for me was a lot of me just like projecting onto other trans people and like being like, you're excluding me. And then being like, what are you talking about? And like, and I was like me excluding myself from things and like, being like, I feel weird about this. And you're making me feel weird. Like, uh, kind of things. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun period to like work through in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, it is this thing where I think comes from like this very deep longing to be accepted and to have that community uh, where like any threat to that becomes so dangerous to you. Um, yeah, I, I mostly sought out people through Twitter. Um, later, I like throughout the pandemic, I started doing discord uh, stuff for like trans finding trans people to talk to and that was really nice it would be it would have been too unhinged for me to have released all of that onto like people in real life and like sorry to everyone that i knew then but like also they were also young trans people who had recently come out so it's like that's what happens yeah do you struggle with with dysphoria in any any way now 
Uh, that's I. That's the most interesting part where I was like, oh yeah. So like throughout college, I had a lot of times where I could not leave my house because I hated the way I looked, and there was nothing wrong with how I looked. But I would try to make myself do, like, full face makeup and, like, various things. And I had a lot of rituals I had to do before I had to, could, like, make myself leave the house. Hmm. Um, just, like, just normal um, social anxiety. Um, where it's like, oh, that was absolute, that's dysphoria. <laughs> the way that I was as a cis person was dissociated. I had dysmorphia really bad where I was always just, like, not able to picture how I look. Um, where I still, I'm getting better at it, but it was, like, a big thing was that I was, like, I would always get so freaked out whenever I saw myself on video, uh, and, like, I always hated all the pictures of myself, and it's, like, yeah, because the me that exists in my identity is always, like, so much stronger, and, like, I just, like, seem better in all these ways, um, and it was just, like, this thing where, like, the person that I was on the outside was not at all, like, a a person that matched, like, my personality. Um, and I didn't know, understand how to, like, make those congruent in any way. Now I, I, like, am able to see what a lot of things are, like, my, what I call, like, the retrospect dysphoria, where, like, the times that I was, like, unable to function because of how I felt about my body for no reason, Mm. where I'm like, oh, that happened throughout my life. Uh, and I just, like, established myself in different ways of femininity as ways to cope through it for a while i tried really hard for like the indie look where i was just like i found different ways of being like alt in order to be not like typically female uh, uh-huh. until i finally opted out of gender <laughs> the more i am in myself the more i get little like bouts of dysphoria i fully understand what i am and what i'm doing and like society is not seeing me this way and it, like, makes me, that's, like, what sends me. For me, it was, like, I I had to work really hard to be, like, hey, like, I was so disconnected from my emotions for so long that I had to, like, go to therapy and be, like, I feel, like, so disconnected that I don't even know what the words for emotions beyond good and bad. As we wrap up this section, um, what advice do you have for closeted or young trans people out there? So much of it for me is coming from a place where, like, I had parents that were so, so strict. So strict. Uh, and I couldn't get away with anything. Or it's like, I had parents that, like, tracked my phone. They would read through my messages and stuff. I was grounded all the time. Hmm. And like, as an adult, I realized that no matter what I would would have done, I would have been grounded no matter what. Do what you want to do. If you're grounded all the time already, dye your hair and stuff. Your parents can't actually do that much about it. Where it's like, find the line, are they going to kick you out? If not, if the worst that's going to happen is you getting grounded and you're already grounded, that's an opportunity. For a lot of trans kids, your parents do actually love you. They're just insanely strict and they have their own horrible boundaries. Uh, and they like, just, they really like maybe needed to sort out some of their own stuff first before like raising a kid and then like a trans kid it's like a whole other thing you're you seem to be instigating some some behavior here but what you're what you're really getting to and what i like about it is you know if you're already getting getting in trouble why not start to explore yourself and and come to grips with your identity and and don't be afraid of it 
in in that context because it's just like yeah you're you're constantly getting in trouble anyway so why not be what authentic when you get to a point of like what do you have to lose it's actually very powerful um yeah. but that's like the thing that i wish i did when i was younger is that i wish i like took more risks and stuff because i was i was i was just in trouble all the time uh and i wasn't even doing anything bad where i just like let myself be grounded all the time for just like watching movies with my friends but like yeah like there's a lot of things where i'm just like uh figure out what you can do and also um my advice for coming out is always explain to the people that you are coming out to uh because like you're usually what happens when people react like freaky uh when you come out is that they're centering themselves they're thinking how does this affect me what does this mean about me that like my kid or whoever is doing this um and, like, you have to remind them, like, hey, me telling you this isn't me distancing myself from you. This is me inviting you into my life. This is me telling you who I really am. And I'm telling you this because I love you and I want you to be a part of my life. And I also think that if you are currently in the closet, I think coming out is really great. You can you can dabble in it. You don't have to, like, come out in the way where you, like, make a Facebook post to everyone. Like, you can just, like, start going by a different name. And that doesn't make you, like, a poser in any way. And there is no way to, like, do it wrong. Like, literally, like, the second you say, like, hey, I think I want to be trans now. Like, you're trans. Like, you you, you can do it. You did it. Mm -hmm. Unless that really freaks you out and you don't want to be trans anymore. Like, you don't have to be trans. But then maybe, like, evaluate that transphobia why you're, like, so scared of being trans. Or, like, that goes for cis people. Like, not just, like, like closeted people. Like damn like it's not a bad thing my life's tight right thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story it's been really great to hear your perspective yeah it's been really nice to talk to you i had a really good time thanks for listening to this episode of the transgender show from the transverse network watch this show live tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the transverse and later on our youtube channel at youtube.com slash the transverse be sure to follow our guest rye on twitter at trivalvis if you love what we're doing and want to help support the transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash the transverse.